Welcome, all fellow wannabes. Welcome to the show. You are listening to Game Club from Wannabe Critic Productions. I'm one of your hosts, Gabriel Fast, and joining me this evening is is a, a self-proclaimed occasional wannabe. We have um, the creator of Age of Geek himself, Ethan Maestri, is joining us. Ethan, how are you feeling this evening? Hello, world. I'm doing fine this evening. Ready to talk about a game. Yeah, I am too. And we're just going to pretend like we didn't have to restart the intro and like, you know, like I, that I, I didn't crack up at the beginning and that didn't happen, you know, but it is, it is good to have you back. Hey, I'm, it I, wouldn't be a wannabe critic production if Gabe didn't have to stifle a laugh to start the podcast, you know? Yeah, it's true. I, I feel it's like I'm home. Every single yeah. time. You're welcome. I, I'm, you know, every, I don't know about you. Every time I sit down to do one of these game clubs, it's one of those things for me or any, any time I just have one other guest on. And I'm sure you can you can agree with this. And you're like, oh my freaking god, how is this gonna go? Like, how is this gonna go? You know what I mean? And it never fails. Once we sit down, I think we're both kind of feeling it. You know, like I don't know. And then once we get rolling, it's just it's you can't stop this gravy train because we're we do not stop over here. Um, but no, in all in all seriousness, it is ha- good to have you back. Um, I know you want to say something. You'll get your turn. Oh, hi there. Okay, let's be real for just one second. Nobody ever likes asking for subscribers. No one no one wants to ask you to click the subscribe button and to click the bell, but this is your obligatory uh, you know, time. If you want to subscribe to the channel, this is just your reminder to do so. I hate doing this stuff. I hate putting this at the beginning of the video, but statistically, it just makes the most sense to say it at this point because I enjoy doing YouTube. I love being a nerd. I love doing what we're doing here at Wannabe Critic Productions. And if you want to be a part of it, make sure you click the subscribe button and click the bell. You'll be notified every single time. Thank you for putting up with this. Let's get on to the content. Um, we are here. We're go- we're go- we're going forward with the Arkham series. We're we're we are tackling a game this evening that some have called the greatest game ever made. Now. I don't know if I would go that far, but I could see how people could go that far. And we're going to get into it. But uh, Ethan, were you happy to, um, you know, play through this uh, Arkham City? Were you? Were you? I don't think I actually said it for the first podcast that we did, but it's always fun for me to go back to these, these in particular first two Arkham games, because, um, you know, if we weren't doing it for the podcast, I would probably be coming around to playing them anyway, because it seems like about wintertime especially with Arkham City, I want to play the game again because it has such a winter feel about it. Even if it's not snowing outside, I can go into that game and watch the snowfall and go rough some dudes up. And, you know, it's great. I So, yes, I have absolutely enjoyed playing both of these games, um, reviewing it for the, the podcast here. Yeah, I am too. And I just realized, shout out to Ryan Mazzocco because I completely forgot to invite him on the show this evening yet again. Uh, so there's that. But um, I'm glad you're happy to play through it. Ryan, if you want to come on uh, for the next episode, uh, you know, it'll be fine in a few weeks. You know, it happens. I, I'm a forgetful I can, man. I can hear him screaming from the future. <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> because didn't didn't he get passed over for the last one, too? Yeah. The, guy, to the, guy's, like, <laughs> the guy's going to develop a complex. He was like, what the F, bro? He's like, you forgot me. You forgot that you were going to invite me on that. I forget. Okay. I get, I get one track. Mind. 
you know it's all it is it's it's a podcast you know it's it's it's, it's a travesty but it's also hilarious it is really funny because it just hit me as you're talking i'm like oh shoot but it's okay for those of you who don't know ryan um he used to be a friend of the show <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i don't know if he is anymore um arkham knight though maybe maybe we can get him to play arkham origins and we can do that yeah. we can do we could do the next two ryan you've got, you, you've got to make up two for him so <laughs> i've got two chances but no i'm in all seriousness that that was something i just i didn't feel right not addressing in the moment but it is what it is um i'm right there with you though i've been wanting to go through these um arkham games for a while now i bought the return to arkham bundle a couple years ago 2017 and i bought it on sale it seemed like it came out and then it went on sale almost immediately so i, yeah. I it was like you know, people are just, I think people were kind of over it at that point. Um, plus, it is kind of hard <clears throat> whenever you go into Arkham Knight from these first two games. Because Arkham Knight just has a, a sense of polish. Um, and there's just way more content there. There's way more downloadable content. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it is kind of hard well, to get back. Then it's probably good we're doing it this way, where we kind of both attacked Arkham Asylum and Arkham City you know, fast and furious. You got through them. You railed through them real quick. Yeah. And I've finished both of them back to back within a week of each other. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're hitting it hard now. Maybe if we take a little break and take our time through Arkham Knight. Yeah. Because for me, it's going to be the first time through it. Yeah. And I mean, it's, there's way more there. I mean, it'll be interesting to get to that conversation whenever we do get to it, but I mean, there's a, that's a, that's a whole other conversation and um, I'm right there with you. It'll be kind of kind of good to slow up. And honestly, I want to get to Arkham Origins, but if we find ourselves not wanting to, you know, tackle that at you know at a later time, it's just going to depend on think I think how this last, uh, you know, this third review goes. But it's a, it's a long year, and it's been a long pandemic, so we'll, we'll get to it at some point. We'll get to it at some point. The maestri has spoken. Um, really quickly, Ethan, how have you been, bro? Excellent, excellent. Hanging in there, doing well. Uh, you know. Uh, making my rounds on other podcasts and I got projects going on here at the house. So yeah, I keep myself busy uh, and I try and have a little fun while I'm doing it. So yeah, look at you go. You're a regular, you're a family guy. I'm a grown adult. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Now you mentioned off mic a minute ago, you, you, you're guesting on um, sci-fi malady, right? Yeah. Yeah. We just uh, got together this last weekend uh, over there on Sci-Fi Malady, they're doing their big, uh, the month of January is dedicated to all things Star Trek. And the last three years, they've been going through each of the series. Uh, so it's it's trekking in the new year over there on Sci-Fi Malady. And this year, they are talking about Deep Space Nine. So that's my jam. That's your favorite. Uh, yeah. So I got the chance to discuss the episodes from season one of uh, Duet. And then in a couple of more weeks, I'm going back to discuss a season six episode called In the Pale Moonlight, which happens to be my absolute top uh, top shelf favorite episode of Deep Space Nine. So check them out if you get a chance. Yeah, and I do have to say, you know, I've listened to a few episodes. I've listened to episodes that you've been on um, and or a couple of the episodes you've been on because you've been on what, like three or four at this point now? Uh, this will be like my third or fourth one. Yeah. yeah. So I think I've listened to the either. The, I think the first two or at least parts of the first two, that's a good show over there. Those are those. I love whenever you get in a, you know, group of guys that like just really know each other and like really riff off of each other. And it's, you feel like, you know, them, but you really don't know them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's fun to, you, you fit in well over there whenever you're on those episodes, but it's good to hear that you've been busy. Good to hear you've been having a good time. And I appreciate, um, you know, 
staying busy with Arkham as well because there's a lot there. So um, not a lot's different over here. I've, I've changed the studio up a little bit. As you can see, I'm, 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 I'm free micing it um, this evening. It is how it is. Uh, I'm waiting on a swivel stand. You, you are, you're now. pulling a Vicky Vale this evening. I am. I am like in your face. Vale. Are you saying that I am beautiful like Vicky Vale? You, or... You're always beautiful, Gabe. Thank you. I have my Tom Nook hat on this evening. Um, he, you know, really, you want to think that Tom Nook is on your side, but he's not. He just wants to take all your money, and that's exactly what he does. Um, I've converted the. I was telling you this off mic. <clears throat> I have converted this room into like a fully functioning like YouTube studio now. So you have one rig. You have the PC that's like the Let's Play rig, and that has its own camera. And I have a monitor in front of me and my big, you know, my TV over here to play the games on. And then you have the Mac setup, and that's kind of like my secular work slash like podcasting setup. So I feel it feel good. I like walk in, and it feels like I'm about to like pilot a spaceship or something. So I was gonna say, if you spun the camera around, would we feel like we were in a J.J. Abrams Star Trek? Probably more, or like a J.J. Abrams Star Wars. Okay. Uh, then I don't need to see that, but okay, cool. <laughs> Didn't miss a beat. You got to do it. That's, um, <laughs> by the way, um, uh, your, your Joker impression, your Mark Hamill Joker impression yeah. spot on. I got to get, I got to hand it to you. Very well done, sir. Thank you. I was, I was, I was practicing the other day. Uh, I was actually going, I was taking a dump, um, but I have a really echoey bathroom. And Best I just, acoustics, like, dude. Yeah, I was trying to practice the laugh, and I mean, man, you know, you hit the lower register, and you get, you got to get like the wheeze going. But you know, I'm just, I, I, I dabble. I, I'm a so. Dab so can we jump to the end then? During the credits, can you sing only you as Mark Hamill as the Joker? Can you do it? Uh, Have I mean, you tried it. I've never tried it actually. Okay, but that'd, that'd be interesting. That'd be interesting. I mean, I, I got to well, tell you. I, the, the credit started rolling when I finished on Saturday or Sunday night. Yeah. And I was, you know, checking my phone while the credits were rolling. And then that kicks in. And I'd forgotten that Mark Hamill sings that. Creepy, creepy, creepy. Yeah. I'm not sure I like it. <laughs> it well, and it, you know, the, <laughs> I, I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to, we're just, we're, I can't, I'm, I, we're, we're, okay. we're, we're just, just shut up. All right. Okay. Shut up. All right. God, I'm going to cry. No, but thank you. I do practice my Mark Hamill impressions while I take a dump and um, you know, cause I love him and, and all things that he does, but that's not, you know, no one wants to hear about that. What they might want to hear about though, is why I'm so freaking Jack tonight. And that's because I like to drink Ray's energy. And um, there's a nice little code down there in the description for you if you want to buy some. It's, uh, you know, you get 15% off your order. As well as, I don't have anything from Pop Cult around me, but you know the drill. But there's there's codes down there for stuff. You get 15% off Ray's energy. You get 30% off Pop Cult USA stuff. And uh, I, I stand by both of those products. So definitely go check that out. But, Ethan, they don't want to hear about that. They want to hear about what we have to say about Batman Arkham City. So I think last time you did kind of the rigmarole type thing of, you know, when this was released and, you know, who has stars and all that. I'm going to, I'm going to tackle it this time. So Batman Arkham City, the follow-up to the critically acclaimed Batman Arkham Asylum, which we did review just a few weeks ago at this point. Um, we find a, a very different setting and a very different style of game. This is no longer Metroidvania. We are now exploring, which we, for lack of a better word, it's a ghetto. It is a ghetto for criminals, um, you know, like kind of like, you know, World War II ghetto. Um, 
but the there's ghetto. a yeah i mean because of the <laughs> in the ghetto <laughs> because of the things that happened on arkham on uh arkham asylum you know uh, arkham island they have now had to move the inmates to a specific part of gotham city that is now being walled off and yet again we find uh batman slash bruce wayne has been incriminated for for a something um and he's in there and of course you know he's trying to take care of business as batman and we have a, a, a new protagonist um or a new antagonist excuse me we have dr hugo strange are you frozen or are you okay you're not frozen I i'm taking notes okay cool so you have dr hugo strange who is a kind of a mysterious character as well as you know the continuation of the joker and harley quinn and that whole arc that also bleeds over into this story so we're going to kind of start it there. Um, basically, Batman is trying to figure out what's there's something fishy with Arkham City. You know what I mean? He's trying to figure out what's going on with Arkham City and, you know, what's Hugo Strange up to. Would you say that's a pretty fair summation yeah. of what's going on? Good setup catches catches us up. This is how long past the events on Arkham Island. Man, it's, it's not, not very long. long. It's just yeah. like a couple months, I think. Yeah, Strange has taken over for Tiger and has moved all the inmates off the island to the yeah. city. This is all, I, and I happen to have read the uh, the lead up comic. It was like a five comic book run leading up yeah. to Arkham City. I've read that. I've forgotten a lot of the details of it, but yeah, it, this was a pretty quick turnaround, moving everyone off the island, putting them basically in the middle of old Gotham. Yeah. Pretty much. He's a little like, uh, all right, uh, hits and hits and misses. This is a big miss for me. What city is going to allow a madman to set up a <laughs> criminal uh, rehabilitation ghetto. Yeah. ghetto? Yeah, in the middle of their city, just right off of downtown. I, I call but it, this is a reality. Yeah, so. I mean it, it's it's and, and you know this is <clears throat> call me crazy. This is a shift in tone. This is no longer the psychopath, uh, asylum esque, you know, horror esque, you know, house on ha house on haunted hill vibe that we got in Arkham Asylum. This is not True. that. Yeah. This is, and there is sprinkles of that. There is some of that, and it's still a dark game. Don't get me wrong, but this is like comic book. Like I felt like I was playing Batman the animated series. Like the game is what it felt yeah. like. Um. So it feels like they went for more of a broad approach to try and tackle pretty much every audience they could, I think. I mean, I feel like, because I mean, I played this game whenever I was, what? You know, I don't know. I feel like there were probably more kids playing this game, getting into the Arkham series, than there were playing Arkham Asylum, just because it's it's just the, the, the shift in tone is just completely different. Well, yeah, and, and I got to say from my perspective is coming into this game the first time that I had played it, I was not a huge Batman guy as far as the comics were concerned. This game actually was kind of the, the what opened the door for me. My only previous exposure had been the movies, which is really a lot different than what we get in the game. I mean, there's elements that you where you can draw parallels, but it's different. Um the animated series is as close an allegory to this game. And as I'm playing Arkham City, I'm really getting those strong vibes back to the animated series. So, yeah, this was really Arkham Asylum. I have come to really appreciate, but that's retroactively <laughs> compared yeah. to uh, or not. Uh, that's not the word I'm looking for. Um, 
that yeah, that's been a slower burn to really come around to that one. Whereas Arkham City just feels like Batman right off the bat. Yeah. You're saying Arkham Arkham Asylum. Yeah. <laughs> Punny. Um, you're saying Arkham Asylum was kind of a harder one for you to kind of come right. to appreciate. Okay. Yeah, it was it was slower for me to come to the full appreciation that I had for that one. But Arkham City was kind of the the jumping point for you. Same for me. Because yeah, I started with assistant. Yeah, I mean, for me, it just connects different. And I think there is, you know there really more is kind of a uh, ambition to this game that I don't really think was as present in the last game. Of course you do have the exploration aspect a little bit in the first game, but like this is an open world game, you know, and there's a lot of things to explore. There's a lot of things to do, but at the end of the day, if you kind of stick to the story for the most part, at the end of the day, you're looking at like maybe a 12 or 13 hour campaign. It's not very, um, Um, I think if here again, if you do the same, if you do it the way I did it, where I did not pay attention to the Riddler aspects of the game at all. So I much more cumbersome in this game. Yes, it is. There, yes, it it's is. like I see puzzles and it's like, I don't want to. Like, I, there is a zero desire for me to want to go after that right now. Yeah. Um, it was so better than Asylum. Yeah, I stuck with the main story points and it was far more enjoyable, again, than trying to go, trying to do it, all, take it all on at once. And even though I'm trying to go through it quickly so that we can talk about it, the main, the main story, it still allows you time to enjoy moments. Like, you know, if, if you know where, uh, behind the theater where, where, uh, Wayne's parents were killed, if you know where that spot is, you know, as you're running along rooftops, you can stop there, you know, and it does the, the spin around Batman while he kneels down at the spot. And it, there's just so much respect given to the lore of Batman that exists in this game that to a lesser extent is there an asylum, but it's just, it's better in this one in Arkham city. Yeah. I think it's more generic is the wrong word, but it's more forthright. I would say in this game, it's more like, I don't know. It has that kind of kiddish comic feel. Whereas, you know, we, we made the comparison like, Oh, Arkham asylum. That's not a, that's not Batman. That's detective comics. Like that is, the darker, yeah. grittier TBMA, you know, almost style game. Whereas this feels a little more friendly, you know, friendlier to the masses type thing. Um, but I would like to talk, you know, kind of touch just for a second on one of the the darker elements of the game, which is, you know, the Joker is a huge part of this game leading into the, uh, you know, what, what happened on Arkham Island, you know, him exposing himself to the, to the Titan. And when we, when we find himself or when we find him, you know, he's very sick, right? And that's kind of what the entire, a big part of what the game is based around is Batman doesn't have much time left and if Joker dies, Batman dies. So, you know, Batman is find, having to find this cure to this Titan. So you kind of get, you know, sent on a goose chase around the entire Arkham, you know, Arkham City. Um, how did you feel about this um, arc? Like kind of being Joker's, just a, basically like one of Joker's pawns pretty much. Like, how did you react to it this time? Well, it worked for me because what better motivation than our hero's life hanging, hanging in the balance? I mean, that's, that's what's at stake here. You brought it out. You're trying to help the Joker because by helping the Joker, you're helping yourself. Yeah. Both of you will survive the night if things work out as planned. Uh I love the fact that this is just a direct sequel of what we saw in the previous game. 
And then, like you said, it's just a few months later and here we are. And Batman has a reason for being there and an even greater reason for staying there and staying involved in the story. It, it isn't a situation where he can go out and bring the police in and get the help that, you know, maybe something, uh, a situation this dire would requ would require, but he, he is there on his own and it feels right. And, you know, there are some great moments of interplay when Joker is leaving you messages on the cell phone <laughs> and things like that, that yeah. not only is Joker the villain and the reason why you're invested in the story, but then you really get a strong sense of that, that uh, it's not a friendship, but it's a connection between Batman and Joker. It, it really is, like, is heavy it, through this. Yeah. I mean, the yin and yang thing, like really. Yeah. And, and, and even like at the, at the, are we doing spoilers for this? Spoiler. One? If you have not played Batman Arkham city, what, why? What? I have a nosebleed. I'm, my <laughs> nose is bleeding. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, please continue. So, Spoiler, so spoilers all the way. At the end, even as they do the line from Killing Joke, essentially. Yeah. Or at least they play out the scene from Killing Joke there at the end when Joker is laying there dying on the floor. Yeah. And and so you really it's it's a it's a love-hate, mostly hate relationship, but they are joined at the hip. Yep. And so this this game does a really good job of making that connection uh something that you sit up and pay attention to. That's what I really appreciated about Joker being in this game. And I mean, they killed him. They killed the Joker. And you got to have balls to do that. I mean, and the first time you play it, whenever it hits you, you know, you have all these emotions, like you hate the guy and he's, he's literally the, but he's also the whole reason you've had the experiences up to this point that you have had. And, you know, like, it's interesting how it kind of plays into the Harley Quinn DLC, you know, Batman has kind of like more of like a triumphant, like, Oh, I've got to do this thing, you know, like, and get to point A to point B when you play Harley Quinn's revenge, he's like got more of a somber tone, tone in his voice. You can tell it's affecting, yeah. you know, yeah. there is, there is something there that has Joker gave him a purpose, right? Like really gave him a, a, the biggest sense of purpose um, because deep down inside, who doesn't want to challenge themselves? And, you know, it kind of it really, we attack the the psyche of Batman from all different angles. It's like, what happens to us, to a psycho? Cause we've established that in the first episode and we had people fighting with us or fighting with me on the internet about Batman being an anti-hero in these games. If you do not think that Batman is an anti-hero, you are wrong. Objectively incorrect. He is, he is a horrible person and we just don't want to admit it. Um, just because he's the lesser of two evils, what happens whenever he has a bad day um, is all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but whenever you see that person lose that biggest sense of purpose, it's super interesting what, what happens. And um, I'm really excited for us to get to Arkham uh, night, you know, whenever it gets to that conversation, because the way Rocksteady has woven this story together, it's incredible. And um, I think the biggest conversation we might find ourselves having with Arkham Knight is uh is arkham knight better because i think it is from what i remember um there, there's there's big points about it that i think are better um let's talk about uh you know because they that you know we said we he, they kill him at the end just the way that whole goes about you know that whole thing goes about it's very creepy it's very 
saddening, but it's also happy, you know, that we, we get the sense that there's going to be a new day, right? Um, can we tackle, can, can we do something a little off kilter for the wannabe, you know, productions? Can we talk about things that we didn't like first before we really talk, gush about everything we love? I have notes on that. So yes, please, please. You have the floor. <laughs> um, I have heard you tweet. Mr. Freeze is misunderstood. I just want to say in this game, I cannot stand Mr. Freeze. I cannot stand fighting Mr. Freeze. I can't stand the guy's voice. And uh, yeah, he lost his wife. Um, he, big, big if he's going to wear, if, yeah, if he's <laughs> going to have that big suit and can take Batman on, he can march into Joker's lair and go get his wife, you know? Yeah. It, it, I, I just did not like dealing with anything associated with Mr. Freeze. You know, <clears throat> I think my love, you know, my, my, Maybe if, if I don't know if affinity is the right word, but my my sympathy for Mr. Freeze might come from the Sub-Zero movie, um, the animated Sub-Zero movie. Uh, I grew up on that and it's the same voice actor from what I remember. And, you know, whenever I was dealing with him, I was having flashbacks of that movie <clears throat> and, you know, that whole it's actually a really good movie if you've never seen it. Um, I haven't. But yeah, you don't like Mr. Freeze. So that may not, you know, pan out super good for you. Worst, worst ride at Six Flags in St. Louis. I have never been to a Six Flags. Wow. Okay. Never. And you know what's sad is I can't really do roller coasters anymore. They make me sick. Isn't that sad? Mm. Too many G. Sad. Too many G forces. So you can't ride the ride of your favorite villain. I never said he was my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll kill you. No. Um. See, I'm I'm the exact opposite with you. Uh. Because I I didn't love that sequence, but I love the stealth and I love the sneaking around side of this of these games. So once you kind of figure out like, oh, yeah, that's right. You got to, you know, take them down a notch or two, you know, in these few areas. Then I think the boss battle kind of becomes just sort of trivial. Um, yeah. And just because just it's just a step on your journey. And then you are reminded you are reminded through the entire time. It's kind of like the the croc thing, the thing that we had uh, that we kind of were upset with, with, you know, with croc in the first game. Um that this game does that exact same thing a lot. It's just way yeah. better, but it, it is constantly reminding you, Oh, you are in a video game. This is objective based and you are in a game. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, yeah, it does that a lot. Um, they space it out a little bit better. Yes. And it'll in more often than not, the pacing of it is way better than what you had with croc in asylum. Yeah, totally. Um, I, it's just Mr. Freeze did not appeal to me. Uh, a couple other things. Uh, I'm going to call out Talia. Thank or, you. Oh, I was so hoping you would. <laughs> all right. This woman, I tell you what, she admonishes Batman to kill her father yeah. and then turns right around and decries her father for be, being willing to sacrifice his daughter. And I'm just like, come on, pick, pick a stance. Yeah. You know, it, it's... As a character, she's pretty weak, and every time she says "my beloved," my my skin crawls just a little bit. Yeah, I mean, well, that's the thing is they ripped her right from the comics, and what they did was they tried to tell like eight years of comics, right? You know, which were relevant <laughs> at the time, and then like in like three hours, it's like, I mean, you're if hot, that. you're hot, but I, I mean, <laughs> I will kill. You can you. only hide that crazy for so yeah, long. Exactly, it's like you're. Kind of, you're pissing you're starting to piss me off a little bit like yeah. beat it you know what i mean and but in, you know in the comics is a whole different story you know obviously we know that's where damian wayne comes from and that whole thing 
but yeah. you know, but still in this game, it just the whole Raish Al Ghul arc for me. It's actually kind of funny. There's multiple arcs in this game that really don't work for me. Um, but I still love the game and I think it's great, but it does. I kind of see past the rose colored glasses a little bit with this game. And I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I was much harder on this game, um, this time than I was, you know, the first couple of times I played it and I'm starting to, there are parts of this game that have not aged well for me. Um, yeah. The, the whole racial ghoul thing being one of them. Now, whenever you're like in the ascendant plane and like soaring through the sand and like all that stuff, that, that was cool. And like the race was really ghoul, good. Yeah. Like that, that whole part of it actually is pretty awesome to me. But Talia, if you could have figured out a way to get us to get in there, like, why does it have to be Talia? Why can't we just be talking to those ninja ladies? You know what I mean? That we had that were slicing and dicing. Like, why can't we just talk to them? Why do we have to bring in another character and crowd crowd this game? Cause this game's crowded. There's too many characters. Go ahead. Exactly. I was going to say where they were judicious in taking certain characters out in order to make Arkham Asylum mesh and come together very well. I think in this one, they said, all right, here's the follow up. Put it all in. Yeah. And that's why we got Talia. And and it just didn't work that great for me. No, it doesn't. And I mean, I think about what came later. Obviously, they were going to make a third game. So why not save her? Because that would that could have been cool. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I feel like. Go, do you have any other negatives? I want to, or if, if you want to continue on the Talia soap. I, I got one other one to talk about. Let's hear it. Well, I, just sidebar: Mad Hatter, worst tea party ever. Um, <laughs> Catwoman. Th- uh, I, dude, that was my next one. <laughs> do not like having to switch back and forth on Catwoman, and I could have cared less about her story. Ultimately, it, it goes nowhere. The only thing she does is come to rescue Batman or save Batman, but it didn't have to be done. Yeah. I I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but in the original Arkham City game, I don't even think that content was put in there in the beginning. I think it was added in the Game of the Year edition because the Catwoman stuff was extra content, I believe. So you didn't even actually have like... Like, I think there were two different versions of what would happen. Like, I think that if there's a set, you know, there's a segment, Catwoman gets like three missions, three missions to do. And, you know, the biggest one is like she can either escape or she can save Batman. And honestly, I think if you escape, I think Robin comes and saves you. So I feel like that okay. was what happened the first time, maybe, um, without the extra it, And I could be wrong. I just I feel like there were two separate versions of the game. Now, to hear you say that, it feels like the first time I played the game, Catwoman was not as integral to the game as she has some somehow now become. Yeah. And I mean... It's like right as the game's getting good, right as like you're hitting a stride with the game, it's like I switched to Catwoman. I'm like, oh, come on. Are you kidding? Yeah. Are you freaking <laughs> kidding me? I sat here at my desk and when it swapped over, I was like, come on. Yeah. Please. I just want to <laughs> go with the other story. <laughs> you call Eli in here and he's like, what do you want, dad? And you're just like, shoot me. <laughs> Like, it's just, and I mean, I don't know, whenever I was 15 or 16 and, you know, you would just run and like, you do the slidey thing when she's like, yeah, you know, like that was fun to do back then. That was, that was like what I spent most of my time doing, well, you know, but her, just her story, first of all, the voice acting is so bad. And if you hear, if you hear, um, you know, like a, a ticking time bomb going off, that's on my end, not yours. And that's not a bomb. It's a stopwatch. It's a Casio. Um, there were so many things about it that just did not, it, it has not aged well. Yet again, it go. We go back to the thing. This game is almost. Ten, this game is ten years old. It is ten years old. This game is ten years old, straight up. 
Um, or it will be, well, not this year. It'll be later in the year. This October will be yeah. two years old. Um, but still, there are things, the voice that her, it's just not a great performance for me. And it's just not, a, it's not, a, it's not a great bit of fun to play as Catwoman. Um, it's this game playing as, you know, even in Harley Quinn's Revenge, playing as Robin, not a great bit of fun to play as him either. Um, it feels like his reflexes are just a little bit off. Um, and it Although just, it's, it is way easier to play the Robin character, I feel like, than Catwoman. The whole yeah. Catwoman hitting the whip and then having to jump up the building instead of just grappling up. Yeah. That, that's gets old really quick. Yeah. No, I, I totally, you're, I totally agree. We're having all the same issues, um, except for a few, unless you have more. Was that the last thing for your negatives? Catwoman? No, I just have one other observation to bring up something that I did actually enjoy. Uh, I love the pop culture reference that Joker makes to the Lost television series. I thought that was wonderful. What did he say? Uh, I, I haven't he, seen he, Lost. He's on the camera, and he, oh, he's talking about your favorite yeah. TV show and why this and why that and why did it, why did it all end up in yeah. they all end up in a church? <laughs> and I was like, that's Lost, which yeah. is perfect because it came out, you know, right around the same time. Right. So yeah, I remember wonderful, I, wonderful pop culture reference. I love there. I love it whenever they do that. You know, in anything. Um, it's isn't it crazy whenever something is such a huge like phenomenon and um like any pop culture that can get or any other like form of you know media that can get away with it will will do that thing and will like try to insert that in there. I, I just I love when people when 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 creative people do that exact same thing. Yep. Um let me ask you something. <clears throat> okay. The iceberg lounge. Yeah. You already talked about you don't like Mr. Freeze. Right. How do you feel about that whole section? Because that's a huge part of the game. Did you enjoy that? Um, yeah, I did. I I did like, especially figuring out how to get across the big pool where the shark is. Uh huh. The shark is the first thing I knew about the game because that's right. what I heard the guys talking about when they were talking about going through the game. And I knew it was there. And it's just so creepy. You're going through the museum and you see the 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 big windows with the, the guys floating chained to the to the floor of I mean it's very macabre it's yeah. very macabre it's very creepy but then figuring out your way around those obstacles it's it's kind of a weird thing I'm not a big puzzle guy but I did actually enjoy figuring it out for the first time and then revisiting it on subsequent playthroughs and I enjoyed it this time around I kind of knew what to do and so you can get a it's not as big a level when you know what to look for and what you kind of expect is ahead of you. Yeah. I think for me is kind of like the first time you go to rapture and Bioshock where you're like, Oh my God, this is a freaking awesome set piece. Like this is amazing. And I'm not comparing the iceberg lounge to Bioshock. I mean, I am, but I'm not I, like Bioshock's way better, obviously. Um, but like this time around, I walked in and I just was like, I don't want to be here. <laughs> um, I don't want to do this. I know how long this is going to take. This is meticulous, like pulling and shooting and pulling and shooting. And like the few times I messed up, the shark ate me. And like, you know, I just, I didn't want to do it, you know? And yeah, I remember, I remembered I had a file that I had started around 2017 and I stopped playing Arkham city when I got to that point. So I had to force myself to push through the iceberg lounge. And I don't know. I just think 
the whole idea of penguin being being in charge just adds way more hatred or a, way more um just negative feelings towards that whole part in general because it's just like he's just such a slime and i hate him and like it could have been like why couldn't you have had two face there you know two face obviously shows up he shows up later in the game you know after you've beaten the game but i don't know like if you're going to put Two-Face there anyway at some point, why couldn't they have switched roles, you know? Um, and no, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's – I'm not as big on Nolan North as everyone else is, I guess. Um, so just knowing that Nolan North also voices the Penguin, um, kind of like – just put like another like little thing in the back of my mind. It's like, I don't really like Nolan North, you know? And I, I don't know. It, it just kind of put a sour taste in my mouth. And I was, I was very happy to get past that part. Yeah, but then you know you go from that part basically into the assassin stuff, which I also wasn't crazy about. So there's a huge portion of this game, like where I just kind of found myself just kind of like barreling through it. But it was this also really weird feeling where I wasn't like annoyed that I had to do this thing. I was just trying to push forward to get to the next point, get to the next point, get to the next point. And I never really found myself like being angry at the game, and I was enjoying myself. But there was also I don't know there was just certain. I don't know if it's knowing in the back of your mind. It's I don't know. It's kind of like whenever you play Super Mario Brothers and it's like, wow, I can't believe we used to play games like this. And there are, there were like elements of that in this game for me. Like I, I really feel like in the Iceberg Lounge, even though it is, you know, for you, it's fun. But like, did you have any sort of twinge of like, okay, this is kind of monotonous or this is, you know, this is a little repetitive. Uh, the one spot where I was like, okay, this, this feels like this is taking me too long was the Solomon Grundy. I mean, that whole, Oh my God. Yeah. That I, as far as boss battles go, I think Solomon Grundy and to a lesser extent, uh, uh, Clayface, they're kind of the same boss really totally in a lot, in a lot of ways. And I disliked the gameplay and having to, to jump through hoops or, over sand or whatever to get through that those two bosses those, those were the gamey, two spots like those two gamey parts of the game you know yes. what i mean <laughs> exactly yeah and, and, and that felt yeah i i got i got tired of it very quickly especially after i died once or twice i was just like oh come on i don't want to have to go through start over at whatever checkpoint i was at before yeah those those i was not happy with I was happy to be out of the iceberg lounge and I wasn't mad that I had to go to the assassin's place. And when I knew Clayface was coming, cause that's the big gotcha right at the end of the game. Um, but yeah, I think the whole Clayface thing, it, it reminded me of playing, you know, we talked about like Spider-Man two. I didn't really think of Arkham Asylum ever really being that way until the very end of the game. Whereas here, I felt like we kind of regressed back to like 2003 and 2004 licensed video games. You know, the boss battles have not aged greatly. Um, the big boss battles. Now, the whole like the whole Rachel Ghoul thing. I, as I said before, I, I enjoyed that boss battle, and I loved kind of the theatrics of it because it made sense. Like Batman is freaking—he's tripping balls on a blue flower. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and like, yeah. So, I mean, am I making sense at all? Are my are my criticisms here and the things I'm saying, are these completely out of, like, no, the realm, the realm of, of, of possibility here? Not at all. I, I agree with you because, I mean, like I said, Solomon Grundy and uh, Clayface did not like. Rachel Ghoul, I thought, was a great segment. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, with the blades coming at you and, and they throw, they change it up just enough so that it doesn't feel like I'm doing yet again, the same thing to defeat right. a big boss. Well, and like your gadgets have kind of scanned the old robots from the old, um, you know, the old underground old new Gotham or whatever they're going to call it. Wonder and, city. You know, Wonder city kind of adding to the, um, you know, the lore of Gotham city. Right. I, I love that they did that. And it, 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 they did it in such a way to where it was kind of off. It was kind of off a little bit, you know, from lore, quote unquote. What Wonder City has always been my favorite segment of the game. That that whole the, the whole idea of of an Undercity and with that gothic look and the brick and the old with yeah. the wagons everywhere. It's just a, that harkens back to Gotham by Gas, Gaslight for sure. Say that. And also it's a little bit like Coruscant from my star Wars universe too, you know, city built on older levels of the city. Yeah. You know, it's the undercity. It's, yeah. 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 I love it. It's a, it's a great, great set pieces out of that for sure. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think I took more time, you know, the game forces you to kind of take more time to explore that area and find those robots. Right. And like, you find yourself going around and I'm like, am I in the old West? Like, where am I, <laughs> you know? And that whole, I, you know, just, I, I, I really enjoyed that side of it i think whenever it came to the assassins i think tracking the assassins has always been something that i or the assassin was something that always just seemed kind of dumb i guess but it it's not a little gimmicky um, just a little gimmicky yeah thank you yeah um i don't know what it is i didn't like it you know oh i gotta i gotta find jim's tobacco breath you know the the traces of his tobacco <laughs> breath and that yeah. whole thing like what come on in what world, in what universe does that work? Batman's As okay. if, oh, yeah. like traces, it's like, oh, there's a perfect trace. It's, you know, it's whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what I hey, know. Batman would be great for uh, recognizing uh, COVID contamination in the air. <laughs> uh, yeah. We and, need that. We need that technology. And if you're, yeah, have Batman be the one judging. And if you have freaking, if you test positive, he just beats beat you to death basically <laughs> how dare you like you know that's i mean that take use use that how you want to um i'm sorry that's bad there's actually people who have died from covid and i didn't even think about that um but shout out to batman for not doing that he would never do that because he's a good guy right um yeah and not I according mean, to you not in this game yeah you're well, i mean that see it's a that you're i'm playing off of myself it's <laughs> not the joke I'm just kidding. God, i hate you no i'm just kidding um how dare you call Batman an anti-hero? You have angered <laughs> you have angered the internet, Gabe. Yeah. You're playing with ah! fire. <laughs> guy on Facebook, he's like, he, I think his words were, I'm tired of this old Frank Miller is rah, rah, rah. And I was like, dude, get off. Go away. Like, just if you don't have anything to add to the conversation. And he, he threw a GIF in. He threw like a like a squinty-eyed GIF. I was like, oh, just get out. Um, but I, I think there's a lot of things that work in this game, and there are negatives. You mentioned most of the negatives. I, I wasn't crazy about the Iceberg Lounge. wasn't crazy about Talia. wasn't crazy about Solomon Grundy. They wasted such a cool character. We'll just save him. Like, save him for the last game or save him from, for something else. Um, and that seems to be kind of a trend. You know, you mentioned the Mad Hatter. Um, there's a lot of things that stack up for me in this game where I'm like, I don't like this. I'm not crazy about this. The next game fixes a lot of this stuff for me if i remember correctly and i think i figured out what it was this time when you look at the arkham city map it is not very big no it's not it is small and i think that is kind of the hard thing 
for me is whenever you look at that map and you're like, okay, now wait a minute. You're telling me that all of these things that are happening are, it's a half a mile away, a mile at most. You're you're telling me that all of these things just happen to be happening. I mean, kind of what you were saying, like, come on, really? Yeah. I, I was thinking about it the other day and I was thinking Arkham City is not probably not even half the size of uh, New Mombasa from ODST. That's you a really know? good comparison. I mean, and these yeah. games are only what, like two years apart? Something like that. Not very far. ODST came out right around the time of Arkham Asylum, I thought. I think you're right. Like 2003, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, It just, it feels too crowded. And it, I think it came out in a time where it was like we didn't have any other Batman stuff, right? We had Arkham Asylum, and anything was better than Arkham Asylum. But now that there's more stuff out, and now there's bigger games out now, it's hard to come back to Arkham City for me, um, because they tried to do the Arkham Asylum thing on such a, you know, on a on a kind of a bigger scale, and I think we have grandiose ideas of what it was versus what it actually is. And I'm not saying it's a bad game. I'm just saying I looked at it through a different lens this time, you know, and I, I, it wasn't like, oh, well, you, you know, you, you spent, I don't know. I don't even know what criticisms you could have. I, I literally booted up Arkham City right after I booted up or right after I beat Arkham Asylum. Um, I just feel like to have all of these things happening Plus, plus Batman is sick. Plus, we got to figure out what's going on with Hugo Strange. It just takes away from both of those things. And the Joker isn't really even in this game that much. He's not even really that big. Like, they make him out to be such a big deal in this game. And he isn't. Like, I mean, he is and he isn't. He is. Except that he is influencing everything happening around that's taking place around the city. I mean, he is forcing the other thugs hand. It's true. He is forcing, and you can hear the radio chatter and stuff, and he will come and be like, yeah. hey, that's, you know, and that's fine. He was more present in Arkham Asylum. I, never once do I actually think in Arkham City, oh, Joker is the main bad guy. It's just like another thing on my to-do list that I got to do. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Like, yeah. and same thing with Hugo Strange. My, my like, honeydew list is full. Literally, <laughs> jam-packed. And it's like, literally, if... <laughs> It's like if your honeydew list was packed full of chores from all of the relatives that you know really well, but you don't really like that much. That's that's a great analogy. I like that. Like in it, it's like, oh my freaking God, I got to go deal. Like I got to prepare my mentally prepare myself to go deal with penguin now. And I thank God that's over, but now I got to go deal with race. I kind of like him. Right. And then you just have all these things kind of stacking up and there's just too much. It is too much going on for the size of this game and for the size of this campaign. I'm sorry. And I'm not saying the aesthetic isn't good. I'm not saying the performances aren't good. Sans Talia. I'm not saying that. I just think that, and I am, I am speaking from a modern perspective, put myself in 2011. It, it, It works way better. Because, you know, I go back to a game like, you know, you go back to a game like Arkham Asylum or, you know, I've been playing through like some of the older Assassin's Creed and stuff like that. And it it, it does kind of fit hand in hand. It's like, OK, I kind of see where development cycles were at. And, and on a development level, have you ever thought about the fact that they literally had to figure out a way to layer in the X-ray feature? And that's kind of like its own game, like like the bare bones of another game, basically stacked on top of the main game, like that's talent and that's innovation. Yeah. So 
I don't know. There's a lot of things that work, but my biggest complaint with this game, because you hit all the micro ones, is this this game is too crowded yet again. It, the things that it was trying to, to prevent in the last game, it commits all those same sins in this game, but kind of worse. And there were parts I liked more than others, but yeah, I mean, that's my that's my biggest thing. Did you raise your hand? I was looking away. Uh, no, no, no. Well, but I, I would like to tack on to that. You're coming at it, like you said, from a modern perspective. Having moved on from Arkham Asylum, you could see how it could be done better. I haven't played that game yet. Yeah. But with my perspective of stopping at Arkham City, I wholeheartedly agree with you. This game feels 100% more crowded than Arkham Asylum does. And I, I think... At the end of the day, when I compare the two, it, it is a little bit like comparing apples to oranges, but I almost feel like I like Asylum better because <laughs> it distills it. It distills yeah. a Batman story into one night, one location, and I, I get in and I play the game and I get out and it, you know, I don't feel like I've done a million different things on a chore list. Yeah. I mean, you're there's a difference, right? There are side things to do in Arkham Asylum, right? And that's great. <clears throat> when I play an open world game, I want to know that the main quest is there for me to tackle anytime I want. They did not make the Joker or Hugh. I mean, Hugo Strange's quest is the main thing you're doing, but it never really feels like it um, until the very end. And same thing with Joker. And I, I hate that all of the things that were happening all felt like one and the same. Um, so yeah, I mean, I have to agree with you there. Now we've been, we've been criticizing this game for the past 20 minutes, 25 minutes. Let's talk. I mean, not to be negative. I mean, if you love Arkham City, let's write this turd and get yeah, out of here. This thing's a piece of crap. Um, no, I mean, and I'm looking at meta. I'm looking at Metacritic right now. What do you think PS3 score? What do you think the meta score is? Not the user score, the meta score. Uh, they do points, right? On a scale of 10. Out of a hundred, so out of a hundred points. Out of a hundred, okay. Yeah. I would guess somewhere around ninety-two, three, four. You're really close. It's a ninety-six. Wow. Okay. It is a Metacritic must-play, which I agree with that score. I think that's yep. a great score. What do you think the user score is at? Is it lower? That's not the freaking question I asked. All right, no, I'm, I'm just. I, I'm it, asking. It is. It is lower. Okay. Eighty-eight, eighty-nine, eight point eight. Wow. So, do you remember what Arkham Asylum was at from last time? I think I I saw all 90s. Across the board, is, right? Yeah, yeah. And the user score, too, if I'm not mistaken. You know yeah. what? We're going to do this right now. Can you vamp? Yeah, um, and this is really interesting that you bring this up because I was thinking about it today. Uh, I remember Arkham City getting a lot more PR and being advertised more. And I'm wondering how much the hype ahead of Arkham City has influenced my perception of how successful and how well that game does what it does. And what are we talking about? We're talking about a comic book story sold to the masses. We're talking about a we are talking about like a darker version of a Marvel, a Marvel movie, basically yeah. being advertised as a game. Yeah. Arkham Asylum was a 91, user score was an 8.7 on PC. I think that Arkham Asylum does so many things better. Um, in a lot of ways, but I, I just wanted to, you know, to kind of take the criticism aside. I wanted to kind of push that, you know, and kind of put those two things against, you know, put those two things side by side. Yeah. So now 
let's spend a few minutes because obviously there's a lot of good, but let's tackle like what what's the what is the thing or you know a couple of things that work the best for you. I I really it is packed. It is crowded. The the city itself, Arkham City, but it's fun to run around in. Uh, if you've beat the game and you want to go around and find trophies or just, you know, look around at the scenery, you can lose yourself in it. And there's still things to do in the game. And that's cool. That is cool. So if you like open world type games and just existing in that environment, I think that this game offers you a lot more, far more than what Arkham Asylum uh, ever offered. Uh, the combat is more refined. And you can get through it more quickly. Yeah. And it, to me, the learning curve just wasn't there, even though they were giving you more options and more things that you can combine to, uh, to do in, in those brawl settings. And I, I could tell that the game had made some advances in that regard for sure. And, and those are things that I enjoyed about the game that I felt like were refreshing coming to it, coming out of Arkham Asylum. I agree with everything you just said. It is fun running around and it's at no point except for the iceberg lounge or it really not even the entire thing, just parts of it. That centerpiece getting from, from side to side. That is my biggest complaint with, with that whole sequence. And we're, it feels like we're there forever. It feels like we're there for like half the game. Like once you get past the iceberg lounge, like watch out. Cause the game's going to end pretty quickly after that. Actually, it is about the half point halfway or getting up to the half point, which point. is crazy because that's like the second place you go. Like yeah. it's insane. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, and it's, it's hard to say that this game's too short. Cause obviously there's a lot of side stuff to do kind of, um, but the combat's way better, way more fun. I feel like it's it's like you almost look for you almost they keep those those groups of bad guys on the street for a reason because you almost look for opportunities to just beat the crap out of them. Again, let it, helping you play into the psyche of Batman. That's that's done on purpose. Like the developers are wanting you to feel like Batman. That's what Batman does. He's like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna beat you to a pulp. Enjoy your dinner, sucker. Here's a straw, you know, a dollar, a dollar pack, or like the flimsies. You know what I mean? What's, what's the Christian Bale line from Batman Begins? Uh, uh, what are you, bre uh, breakfast? No, your practice, something like that. I, I forget the line now. Oh, yeah. I'm not the devil. Or you're, you're not the devil. You're just practice. You're practice. That's he, does that, he does that weird. He says his S is weird. Yeah. Um, or he, you know, his, his S sounds weird. Um, I agree with everything you just said, but aside from innovation on combat and feeling more like Batman and the awesome payoff that you get with the Joker, which kind of feels underdeveloped to me in a way with this game, had they stopped at these first two games, it would have aged. It would have aged worse. I think if we didn't have Arkham Knight and you'll see why when you boot up Arkham Knight and my advice to you, Ethan, honestly, at this point, like it, spend as much time as you want in these first two games and then then go to Arkham Knight because once you go to Arkham Knight it's really hard to go back hmm. okay. um, in my opinion like that's that's an interesting perspective the story just what they do with the story is super interesting um but what else did they do what else makes this game great innovation on combat I it's the aesthetic is cool and characters are cool. And that's all for the mil millions of characters that are in, in this game. I'm going to say, even though you may not agree with the decision to do it, and it may not be as well developed as maybe you would like, 
I still feel like them killing Joker at the end really that had an impact. I know the first time I played the game that had an impact with me and it really makes this game stand out as being something special and being something different. I mean, like you said, you, you have to have some huevos to do that. Yeah. And they had, they had some brass ones. I agree. And you know, it is hard for me because I love Batman. I'm a huge Batman fan. And it's a very interesting to go into Arkham Asylum and see what aesthetic they're going for, what vibe they're going for. And it's night and day different here to me in so many ways. So it just feels like I'm kind of being not spoon fed, but it kind of feels like a different vibe and different story now. And it's like, oh, and we're also really dark too. You know, it's like, it feels like we've had kitty stuff up to this point and like, oh, it's a video game. And it's like, but we're going to do this. Here you go. And it's not, you're right. They, they killed them and it does hit. And the first time you play this game, it is, it does do the Bioshock thing. You're never going to get the feeling of when you first played this game. It's never going to be, it's not, you're, it's like heroin. It's never the same. Uh, you know, once you try to get, <laughs> not that I've tried heroin, I've just heard from movies. Um, that's kind of what it does for me here in this game um the 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 shock factor you know the first time you play it and the effect it has on you you can't put anything you can't there's nothing like experiencing that for the first time in terms of adding replayability it, it's hard for me it, it's hard for me to to have that same thing because now that you know what the initial what the end is going to be that's in the back of your mind the entire time but not not in the same way of like oh i'm beating bowser you know what I mean? It is, this is supposed to be such a big thing. And by the time you get to the end of it, it's like, man, yep, that happened. Okay. On to the next thing. Like, so I don't know it. I'm, I'm being incredibly nitpicky here in some ways, but I also think I'm speaking truth and just kind of what I see this time through. So that's kind of my final, Speak my final truth, thoughts. Gabe. I'm trying, I'm trying to Good get man. my one my wannabes honest opinion. So it, do you man. have any, I mean, uh, I feel like we criticize this game super hard, but we criticize the things we love. We critique the things we love. Yeah. We we have literally been two sides of the coin here. I've been very hard. You've been very generous with your opinion. Do you have anything you want to say to kind of tie everything together? And then we're going to score this bad boy. Yeah. Um, Rocksteady. Or actually, it's not Rocksteady that developed it. Who? Um, no, Rocksteady developed it. Rocksteady w developed? Okay, that's it's, right. It's licensed by WB. Right. Okay. Yeah. Rocksteady. Uh, I don't know who there loves the the Riddler so much, but <laughs> find a different character to like. Yeah, uh, that's all I have to say. Is I just you know, in DC, stop trying to make the Riddler a psycho. And if you're gonna try and make him a psycho, find someone who can do a good job. Because I'm telling you, these games it's better in the next game. I think. Um. But these games, the first two Arkham games and the new Telltale games, which are basically just Arkham games and Telltale form pretty much, it doesn't work for me. Um, I agree with you. I agree with you there. Yeah. Um, but that does it. Hey, other than that, I did enjoy this last week of, of revisiting this game yeah. overall. Overall. Yeah, there are, those, there are those criticisms. There are those eye roll moments. But... I still hold that this is a good game and was worth my time going through. I agree. I agree with you. Are you ready to, you want to put a number on this bad boy? I am. I can put a number on it uh, in one fashion since we're not doing decimals or anything like that. Uh, what did I give asylum? 
I said officially a nine. Officially a nine, because you were going to go 89, but and I said that just rounded up. You, you overruled me. You said you're an idiot. Um, <laughs> I think those that was verbatim. Uh, I'm giving this one an eight, because really, uh, you alluded to it just a moment ago, and, and I had to write it down, because that is exactly what I'm feeling right now. If it comes down to going back through both of these games and I have to choose, I think I'm going to go back to Asylum. I think that one for just exploring around and finding all the Riddler trophies and, and looking at those things that I may have passed over real quickly. I, I think I'm more interested in going back to it than I am in Arkham, Arkham city. Part of that may be because I did spend a lot of time in this game back in 2011, 2012, when I played it the first time, but yeah, I, I think I would rather go back in 100% asylum than try in one 100% Arkham city. I'm so kind of, yeah, I, I love that score. And I'm kind of jaded because I feel like Arkham Knight, aside from a few things, innovates on this game so much. And I'm, I'm very anxious to go back through it and see how well it's aged over the past three, four years at this point. Um, I think there's a lot of good here in this game. I don't, I do think it is overrated. Um, I think Arkham City is overrated. I, th I do think it is a must play still. But it's not a 97 for me at this point in time. Um, replaying it the first time I played it, sure. Uh, uh, yeah, of course. Nine, you know, nine out of ten the first time I play it. Now, though, I gotta go. I gotta agree with you. It's an eight for me. Um, I I probably the, will never go back to this game ever again. This this game does something that um that Asylum didn't do for me on the second or third time through, and that is to say there are a lot more moments in Arkham city when I'm thinking let's move this along or this is taking too long. And in Arkham asylum, there's only one or two times where I really think that. Yeah. I think and that so. says a lot to me for, for uh, you know, how much tension am I going to play? How much time and attention am I going to give a game and how much enjoyment am I getting back out of it? Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, there is too, there is such a thing as being too ambitious with your ideas and I could see how it'd be really easy to be like, oh man, remember when we made Arkham Asylum and it was critically acclaimed and we did freaking awesome? Hey, check this out. We're going to make this. Crank it to 11. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sad to not give this game a nine, but in my wannabe's honest opinion, I can't. I cannot give it anything above an eight. Um, the, it's closer. If we allowed decimals here and, you know, like on the game club and I was going to go, I could see maybe an 8.5. Maybe it's closer to eight than it is to nine for me at the end of the day. So, you know, there's that. But we love your, your own rules. I didn't I didn't say 8.5. I'm just saying I'm saying it is closer to if I was to go like 8.3 8 or 8.4. Like, no, like it's an eight. It's closer to being an eight than it is to a nine. And there are moments that are awesome, but there's also moments that, like you said, it's like, all right, let's pick this up. This is this is getting old. So yeah, there you go. Spoken from the wannabes. What do you know it, um, Ethan? Thank you for coming on, my friend. And uh, I, I'm really it's excited. It's 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 so much fun. You know, I feel like it's going to be really interesting to see what what you think of Arkham Knight. And um, I, yeah, this discussion has really you you've dropped some hints. And you've talked it up. And I remember back at what that game came out in 2014, 13, 14, uh, 20, 2015 came out in 20 2015. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to drop a little, uh, 
remembrance here on you. I remember us sitting down with a friend of of, of our shows, uh, Eric Viner, mm-hmm. and at a local uh, taco stand and discussing this game. And you were giving early impressions of it. And you were very, talking very highly. I was not interested in it at the time. Yeah. But uh, you, you've dropped some more hints here, and I am really looking forward to going into Arkham Knight. Yeah, I am too. I'm I'm the most excited. I've been Arkham Arkham Asylum was a nice surprise for me. Arkham City was a bit of a drag and it's a bit tired and played out at this point. I'm really, really excited to play through Arkham uh night once more. Because at the end of the day, there are big things in my mind I can think of right now where it's like, wow, I really don't like that in this game. Um but I still think it's a better game than Arkham city. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so right. like, it's going to be really interesting. So folks be on the lookout or as Ethan would say, watch this space because within the next month or so, we're going to try and tackle Arkham Knight on the show. We're going to be having some stuff in between then me and Jace are working on a project right now. Me and Tristan are working on a game club project right now as well. And uh, me, I have, I have a few things up my sleeve for this year. So keep an eye out. Um, and then me and Ethan will continue the tale of uh, Rocksteady's Dark Knight trilogy. And um, we will make it, you know, we'll, we'll hook it up, as the kids say. We'll make it happen. But Ethan, thank you so much for coming on again. Uh, tell people where they can find you. Uh, you can find me doing, well, not right now. Uh, Age of Geek is still on our uh, end of the year, uh, beginning of the year hiatus. But uh, here at the end of January, we're going to start cranking up the old studio and uh, doing some stuff. We've got uh, several projects we're going to be tackling. So look, you know, watch this space. Uh, Age of Geek will get started a little bit later in the month. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, geek underscore age. You can find also on Twitter, uh, find at Andromeda pod for the drive back the night podcast. And uh, if you want to follow me, uh, I've got my own personal account where I just plan on posting, you know, little musings and personal projects. Uh, one of mine I've got sitting here next to me. I've, I've, uh, I've wanted to get back into uh, 132nd scale slot cars. Oh. And this is kind of uh, kicking off my collection. So I'm going to be building a track and posting that on Twitter. That's at Ethan Maestri. So you, if you if you like racing cars, stuff like that, check that feed out because that's that's other things that I'm interested in as well. And Twitter's the place for it. Twitter it will all, Twitter will never let you down with your own thoughts. It's only whenever you start going to explore. Don't ever meet your heroes. That's all I got to say. Um, like Ethan. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, you know where to find us. Anything Wannabe Critic Productions. Uh, we have Game Club. A guy and his wife is back in full swing. The Wannabe Critic Podcast, which has multiple you know, things going on there. Do you realize, Ethan, that we have a podcast within a podcast and we have another podcast within a podcast? Because the Wannabe Critic Podcast has the Midnight Run, which features me and Rex Tucker. Um, and then we also have uh, a Nostalgia Trip. We have we have we have a lot of things going on there, and also who would win? Who would win is on there too, which is you know uh, and every once in a while. Yeah. So, um, really, it's all the same idea. But we, we do what we want over there. We have fun. Make sure you go check that out as well. But make sure you check out Rays and Pop Cult. And um, I think that's all I have. So, Ethan, I, I greatly look forward. I, I fully expect you to text me and let me know as you're going through and being like, "Wow, okay." That. I'm just going to say, we're going to save it. We're going to, we're going to, this is a little nibble. So you're going to, you're going to like it and it's going to be great. But until next time, ladies and gentlemen, um, thank you for listening. And uh, thank you for preparing yourselves for a plethora of hot takes and potentially unpopular opinions. We will see you next time. Say goodbye, Ethan. Swear to me.
Whatever possessed you to check out the podcast or the YouTube channel today, I just want to say thank you so much for doing so. Uh, if this is your first time here, I, I would appreciate it, you know, if you would consider subscribing. As you can tell, it's not just me here anymore. I mean, I do do stuff by myself, but the podcast is going to reside here from now on, uh, you know, in video form. So if you want to see more content, if you want to be notified, you know, every time we post something, whether it be a clip, a podcast, a review, an interview, whatever it may be, if it's gaming stuff, make sure you click that bell and hit the subscribe button, and uh, we will see you next time. Thanks for sticking around, and thank you for preparing yourselves for a plethora of hot takes and potentially unpopular opinions. I'm Gabriel Fast. I will always be the wannabe critic. Uh -huh.